This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, mates. Ladies and gents, lovers and friends, welcome to another episode on this frequency. Ricky and I are in the beautiful city of Oxnard, California. It's very beautiful out here. So, but specifically, where are we? And we're at Chingon Bakery. What? Yeah. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Yes, Hugo. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so let's just, let's just get into it, right? Um, yes, yes. We have Hugo, who is. So tell us what you do here at Chingon Bakery. Tell us about this and who you are. Tell us who you are. So my name is Hugo. Um, a lot of people that close know me they call me Juice for Hugo. You know, it's just a lot easier. That's oh my god. Ricky's looking at me like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I literally said, I want to know why they call him Juice. Like I didn't, I wasn't quite sure. And then now that explanation, okay, it all makes sense. It all, it makes, all sense. makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense now. So for Chingon Bakery, I am co-owner, and I'm actually the creator that started Chingon Bakery with um, the comedian George Lopez. He is my yes, business yes, partner yes, yes. for this location. Um, I do packaged bread and different traditional breads but I do all of them so this is not just your conchas and your orejas your cuernitos I do every single type and I package so before the pandemic hit I had this idea of like hey there's only one other person in the market that does this and it's Bimbo mm -hmm. oh yeah that's right how about we go after Bimbo there's, okay. there's always okay. a competition somebody needs to compete after them and we're not having it Yeah. so then everybody was like pan dulce I was like pan dulce but the way if it comes out from the panaderia, I want it fresh. I don't want no, right, right, no right. gas station. Mm -hmm. Get it. It's hard. No, no, no. Let, let's do this. It's got to be So then I ran it through George, and George was like, and I'm like, even if there's a fucking pandemic, like, it's going to be foolproof. Mm -hmm. They thought I was crazy, but he gave me his blessing. Damn. You know, and I, before I created Chingon Bakery, I was also involved in creating Chingon Cannabis for him. So I did, I was already working in the brand and I kind of knew where we were going with the, the future with Chingon. Right. And now that we did the brand, we were able to open up this brick and mortar here in the city of Oxnard, which is my hometown, my yes. backyard. That's why I brought it here. Right. Um, the dynamic of having a million people here and then pass through traffic from Santa Barbara to LA. Um, the people here in Oxnard really, really love George. I was able to be working with George in San Fernando and saw what he was doing in San Fernando and giving back and being a part of the community. So I wanted to mirror the same thing that he did in San Fernando. Bring it here. And bring it here. Mm. So then that's what I did. I had a dream that I was going to be able to open this up and then not only establish a, a business to show somebody from my community that I did it. I went to these schools. I, I'm from this community. I did it. But also to have like these um, foundations, nonprofits, to have a backbone so that if they want to do something for the kids, do something for the community, they have a sponsor that would really be there. Because my philosophy is that George made his name mm -hmm. over the course of 40 years. Right. I'm not here to um, piggyback and try to make money off his, off his. I'm here to use his name so I could give 
and then do justice because it's so much more than just mm-hmm. what we're doing. And I, just, I feel that there's nobody in this world that should go to hungry. So even with a piece of bread, you come to the bakery. If you're really hungry, come yeah. to the bakery. You're going to feed them. I'll give them something. At least I know. And yeah. it, with bread, it's so small, but yet so... Filling. Filling, yeah. So I have tried to um, work with our community, try to do everything in, in that sense of establishing... What Chingon, just yeah. what, what Chingon stands for, what Chingon, what, what is our real mission here and why we came to Oxnard, not, hey, we want to just come up here. No, we have, there's, a, there's a, a vision that we have for Oxnard and establishing ourselves as people that want to be Chingones and be, be right. a Chingon is a badass, but a badass in the good sense of <laughs> you want to help, you want to you ensure that these kids have a future. You know, we're literally raising the next presidents, the next um, senators. Our future leaders. Our future leaders. Our future leaders, are absolutely. amongst us. So now there's a bigger crave of like, hey, we're Chicanos and we're doing it. Right. There's, there's no, look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, so welcome for you, coming. How do you feel about this generation? And I say this generation meaning ours, the millennials. How do you feel about the millennials? We're as a, spoiled. Yeah. We grew up spoiled and we grew up with nothing nothing like well I was different because I was raised by a ranch mom like straight from Michoacan so I I I was lucky enough to have those sense of um mannerisms and respects and work ethic and work ethic ethic. and and literally like tangible work ethic where you you had your hands you know in the fields Mm -hmm. literally yeah so but when they came from Mexico they're they always had that mentality of like I wanted better Mm-hmm. But they were always giving things too, you know. Right, so right, right, right. we're getting if we don't do something correctly and educate ourselves, we're, our next generations are not going to be where standing. And the sorry to say it, but the white keeps on winning, and we're not we're going to keep being right. suppressed because we're not changing anything in we're our dynamic. We're not changing the narrative. No, we're not educating ourselves. We're not trying to get ahead. We're like just you, like even in the shopping center. I'm one of the youngest business owners and at that I'm a Chicano so just that as a as a just that as a self I and you're 32 I'm 32 mm-hmm. never had no experience on opening up any restaurants never had any any schooling for it I just had a dream and a purpose that I'm not going to give up so when you were a kid what did you want to be when you like you know how little kids oh, I want to be a fireman or I want to do this when you were a kid what is it that you wanted to what did you aspire to do grow weed <laughs> like, so you were eight years old. Like, where can I get some of this weed? No, and when I was really younger, I was that kid that had. I always knew that cannabis wasn't wasn't bad. It was medicine. So I had an understanding of a different way. Who gave you that introduction? My family. Mm-hmm. So my family was cannabis is a plant. They would put it into their alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. Rub, rubbing we did alcohol. the same. So yeah. And growing it back in Mexico, when they were doing it, it was normal, but yet it was so stigma still. Absolutely. So it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it's 2021, I was able to open one of the first dispensaries here in Ventura County. I was able to inquire licenses, and those are now, oh, this guy's a genius. But I went through the, the cycles of getting arrested, going through jail, getting put on probation, getting through Everything that I went through, I inquired the knowledge of where I'm at now. Right. Uh, it's a piece of paper. You fill it out. You put your things. And if you really want to grab something, you just go after it. Mm-hmm. 
find out. You go to the city. You go do this. You he go. says it so easily. Like this I'll is come. this is easy work. This is all you gotta do. Just do this. Well, half the time people don't try. Right. Yeah. So when they don't try, that's what I learned. That I just by me trying, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I just ask questions. So just in in the little that you just described of everything that you've done thus far, I mean, I'm gonna say personally in. Like I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. Like I don't know you like that, like that, but enough to say, like as a as a Latina to see a young Latino do what you've done. Like I'm proud of that. Like I want to hear more stories about that. I want to. Mm-hmm. Those those stories are important. But with that, when is the last time like someone close to you um, told you, "Hey, I'm really proud of the work you've done." And it's not to say that you need to hear that, but sometimes sometimes I feel like the people that work like really 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 hard or just like devote themselves you don't necessarily hear it that often but so when's the last time you remember someone that you loved and care about telling you like hey man I'm really proud of you mm. fucking George when I saw him at the Laugh Factory there you go like he's a guy of little words mm. but I understand that mm. you know so when he gives me a positive, you know, like, hey, you're doing good, or, like, that shit, I'm like, right. literally, I want to go to the fucking next room and cry and shit, because it's like, I have to keep my composure, because this is somebody I idolize. This is somebody that I, I fucking care about, like my dad. Right. I care about what he thinks, I care about that I'm doing the justice to his name. Mm. Not anything, I'm doing the justice, because... I have an opportunity that most people don't have. Right. And working with somebody of his caliber of name and his associates, Mm -hmm. I have to ensure that, you know, that's something. It's almost like you can't miss a beat ever. You always got to be on point. It's not only missing a beat, but it's just the respect. Right. What it carries. Yeah, that I'm doing diligence works behind the scenes in order to, it's not about me. It's not me trying to be famous or anything. No, it's me doing having those opportunities I could help and keep on helping. That's right. And in that sense, it's like, yo, we help out. That's what we do. And then he understands that this is literally what I'm about. Like, I'm not, I'm not no chat out the street. Like, I, it's I legit. Do, yeah, so when I come at him with business ideas or something, I give him the first right, like, out of respect because of what we have done together. Here is my, oper- here is my next vision of what I'm going towards. Mm-hmm. You have the first right to say yes or no. And at that is that respect, then he looks at it or he won't look at it. But I go through management, I go through that. I'm not going to say I'm fucking close to him and that's my boy. No, but I have the common respect that if I'm in, this, in, my, if I'm in presence, I could be next to him and I could, he knows that I'm not mm-hmm. just trying to be a groupie or some shit. Like, right. not, you know, half the time. honest work. Well, that's what it is. You know, I've seen, I saw what he was able to do in San Fernando and it touched me. It touched me that nobody ever talked about it. And he was doing so much. And I was just like, Hmm. wait, everybody knows this, George. But you don't know this, George. Right. So it's almost like you wanted to do what you could in your power to, you know, distribute that same sentiment and and expose that part of him. Not only exposing, but it was more like when Corona, when Corona, um, the pandemic hit, we committed to a thousand breads or a thousand we just said, hey, we're going to give out a 1000 because there was a family member that reached out out of state that his parents lived here and couldn't get no food, go to the store. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So we're like, hey, we're going to commit to a 1000 We're giving out um, breads. We'll drop off breads to people's homes, and it was elderly. 
we started with elderly. That's crazy. Then we did, we got, I got contacted by a teacher. It was like, hey, there's a lot of abuse. Um, can you go check on these kids? We teamed up with Viva Oxnard and we gave out coloring books and bread. So be, by the first month of being Corona, we were already almost, what, eight or 9,000 families in. Jesus. Wow. And we were going there during the day. Passing out all this bread, and at night we were here at this bakery, Baking. and we were no, we were just making this, because I got this location two weeks before COVID. Oh, okay. So two weeks before COVID, I was gonna open up Chingon Bakery, and then next thing you know, the pandemic hit, and I just rolled up my sleeves and I said, everybody needs to eat right now. We need to help, and we need to help, and at that sense, from us helping, made us who we are. Right. Because when you're here. In Chingon, it's like you're in our living room. Come hang out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go to the back and have, you know, the food is free. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the experience of having somebody come come feed you and right. like place you and the atmosphere. But the food is always free. You're paying for, mm-hmm. for the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, my no. living room. You're Come to my living room. Mm-hmm. Come hang out. And that's why it's always at, like you feel at home here. Because... Mm-hmm. You never know. My mom is going to probably walk out the back. <laughs> you know, like, you know, so that's, that's where it's at. Have some breakfast. <laughs> that's super dope. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about... So, I, I don't know you, right? And just based on this last hour, you have this drive and this willingness and this passion for, for life and, and your work. Where does that drive come from? My past experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm 32, and in the city that I live, I really honestly never thought I was going to get past 18. Mm. But I passed 21. Mm-hmm. Then I passed 23. You're like, I'm still here. Yeah. And then <laughs> I went through a traumatic state at 24 where I was looking at 18 years in jail. Okay. For something I didn't do okay. because of the color of my skin. Uh. So I ended up getting bodily injured, stabbed over it. Oh my god! Oh, went through a, went through this case four years, yeah. and then after four years, they said, "Hey, pat on the back. We don't even know why we charged you. You're you're free." Ooh! Oh my god! Wow! And look at that second chance there, right? After that, I was like, I had a big, like I couldn't go outside. I was mm. just I I couldn't face people. Mm. But then I said, you know what? I didn't do nothing wrong, and I have an opportunity to teach people, like, yes, I've been in juvenile hall. Mm-hmm. Yes, I ended up going through that route. Yes. Mm-hmm. But through guidance and education, I was able to change my mm-hmm. peers, and I was able to change the people that I thought cared about me mm-hmm. and really didn't. Because when you're by yourself, and the only person that's there is your family, which at that point was my mom, yeah. the only person that was there checking up on me for those many years, mm-hmm. now that people see success they don't mm-hmm. see how many years i put into that that come, part to get here yeah and that's why i try to motivate people because going through that traumatic state i didn't understand it i was public humili- publicly humiliated mm-hmm. and it was from the police department yeah so when i do a lot of stuff with the police mm-hmm. because i even want to show people i got falsely accused by the Oxnard Police Department. Wow, wow. They, by the city that you live in now. By the city that I live in now, I got And that accused. you support now. Yeah, because I said, hey, I understand that if something happens right now, right. who am I going to call? Right. Okay, so let me, let me yeah. ask you this. So in your lessons, right, and how you said certain people, they, it seems that they care about you and they mm-hmm. love you, but then they don't, right? Mm-hmm. Have you determined a way to quickly identify 
that said person in front of you does not have your best interest? I don't let nobody in. That's a Scorpio thing. We just had this whole say, Y'all don't let nobody in. Y'all don't let nobody in. Because we learn. We learn from our past experiences. Okay, so so then you guys do have prerequisites to like before you even get in. Like so, you guys have identified how to five minute five minute friend. What I mean by that in five minutes, I feel the vibe. I feel mm-hmm. the energy. And if something in my gut's telling me to get the fuck out, I get the fuck out. You don't question it. I don't. You're just like, let's go. I gotta go. I, I'm not going to say, oh, I think I ate something wrong. Like, nah. Like, there's something, I, my, you could say my avatar, my sp- I'm very spiritual. So if I'm literally, if there's questions or there's things that I'm, we're talking about. And if I, I just can't. And people that know me, they know that I'm very straightforward. And I, I, I'm, I, don't, I shouldn't say sorry for something that I am. Mm. Or the way that I that I feel, I shouldn't say apology. Like, oh no, hey, there's something not right here. I have to go. I have to keep pushing. And they're like, well, call it rude, call it whatever. But my intuition has taught me that if I don't do that, I could waste six months to a year. Oh my god! On yeah. something that wasn't that I should have just like there was something there. But uh, you know, there, there's even numerical signs that are around you. That one, 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 the two, 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 the three, two, threes. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't paying attention, then you're you're getting guided. You're getting guided in this life, but just pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings, and you know if you don't make the same mistake twice, mm. and that's what people usually do. Like they <laughs> they make the same mistake twice, like until they until they learn the lesson. Yeah, and this is what. And sometimes they don't. Loneliness. And that's why we keep missing it. We keep missing it because we're not paying attention to our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Why do you say loneliness? Because that's what it usually does. When a person gets lonely, then they, they're not thinking straight. There's a fog in their mind. Mm-hmm. You're lonely. So then... Okay, so how do you feel that loneliness? What do you feel that loneliness with? Huh? What do you feel that loneliness with? So, so you said, like, when you feel lonely, you get this fog and you make bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. It's just confidence in yourself. If you're confident in yourself, then there's no need for... You could be alone. It doesn't matter. Like, that's why when... You're at peace with your solitude at that point. Yeah, you're like, not lonely. And it doesn't feel, quote unquote, lonely. No, like I feel at peace when I'm at home reading a book or doing whatever the hell I want to do. It's not lonely. I'm just at peace. I'm not, nobody's bothering me. Nobody's wants something from me. I'm by myself. I'm at peace. And mm. peace is better than being alone because when you're alone, you're, there's this emotion that you're, you start going through everything in your life. And then you're like, well, it's not that bad. Well, at least... Uh, they did this and uh, they start trying to weigh out the good and bad and right. it's like nah if it didn't work out the first time it's not going to work out the second time it's not going to work out the third time and you're fooling yourself because of that emotion of just thinking that the stigma in life that you have to be with somebody that did, oh, your family keeps on asking when are you going to get it's like <laughs> like you're married and you're unhappy why are you asking me why you're married you know? so like, I can be unhappy yeah, like, too what wait, you, you and uncle I already know you that guys part, you that know part. like Hold up. So, I, my tia so, told me what happened with you guys. Like, <laughs> so what you're saying is that the confidence in your life will lead to peace, and then that peace replaces loneliness. Yeah, because it, it's not loneliness. Mm. If, if, if you're at peace, it's not loneliness. Now you're taking, taking time for yourself. Right. And, take, and that's what a lot of people don't do. They always want to have somebody around them. Then how can you, be at, how can you love and, and, and look at the world Freely, if you always have somebody right there talking your oh off or God. doing all this, or right, 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 you're right. on your phone, or you're, you, it's like a job, like sucking the life out of yeah, us. Yeah, like being lonely is a job. 
You know, because you have to keep on. And you I want just keep writing down all these notes. Being lonely <laughs> is the job. we have the recording. <laughs> well, because it is. You know, if you're lonely, again. then you, you have to keep up with the Joneses. You have to, you want to do something and you want to keep on keeping, keeping, but you're still not filling the void. And there's a, there's a great quote that I remember always, and I keep it close to my heart, that says, loneliness is the absence of purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a nutshell. Which goes on to my next question, because I have so many based on just all the conversations that we've been talking about. So you said something earlier when we were speaking that said, what you hear is the frequency of what is next for you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he said that? What you hear. What you hear around you. Uh-huh. What you hear around you, what you see around you, what you experience around you is literally the frequency of what is next for you in life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when he said that, I was like, what the fuck? What is that? Like, so what I am seeing and hearing, like, this is the next stage yeah. of my life. Yeah. In a sense. And it's like we were mentioning that if you're not, if you're not on this frequency, you're going to, you're going to miss it. That's the name of our, yeah. Right. You're going to mm-hmm. miss the point. So you are like a, a very inspiring person and on like multiple times, every time I talk to you, I come out learning something new or being inspired and all that. Does anything make you sad? That's a good question. Yeah. And it's going to sound so crazy, but it's knowing that there's people out there not feeling love and there's people out there not going hungry. Mm. Those two things. That's what gets me sad. And that's where I, well, I worked in a hospital before. Right. So by, you know, this, by working in the hospital, I saw normal, what, you know, by having being falsely accused and have to go through all these 10 pages because you can't get a regular job. Right. You Everything get, was... You get some fucked up jobs and unfortunately, my job was to clean up the hospital. Right. And was to really... When somebody was there dying, I was there flipping the room so the next person oh could be God. in there or I would be inside of operational rooms or C-section rooms. Like, it was fucking crazy. But one thing that stood out of me was that whenever I passed through this room because I would have to go through these hallways and I would always see these... Um, families, one thing that always stood out was like, I wish I had more time. Okay. I wish I had more time. Okay. Well, then, my scenario with this bakery was come to the bakery, get a couple pieces of bun, you have more time. Right. Go eat a coffee, go have time with your loved ones. <sighs> Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Hell yeah. So, oh, why does this have to happen to me? Oh, all... Why me? Why? Why? And it's kind of like the book, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you're right. always, if you're continuously ask, complaining and asking, why me? Why this? Why that? Then you deserve it. Mm. Okay. And I, we have to believe that life is happening for us, that we needed these experiences, that you have to be wrongly accused, and that you had to have this type of um, upbringing, because that was going to mold you to your future, to whatever, wherever you need to be. Or the younger generation, I get asked this a lot. What do you know? Oof. And then I take off my jacket or whatever because they make me, (laughs) you know, wear a suit and shit. And it's like, I was here when this barely opened. Right. And I tell, when I go to juvenile halls and I talk to people and let them know my story, it's like, I was this, I was the same kid with no guidance thinking that somebody had my back, which I had my own back. Right. And when they hear the stories and then they're like, oh, oh, so you know, you know, I was like, yeah. 
But that's why I learned this walk. Because now I could come into my community where I know the gangs that are here. And I know the crazy thing about it is that it's just generations. So I know their dads. I know their cousins. I know their... You know the entire family. Yeah. Too, so basically. it's like if, if they do not change this dynamic, I, I always ask myself. And it's, it's, to me, it might seem so bad. But if you are in a gang, what are you signing up for? Mm. And why are you crying at the end? Explain that more. Well, when you're in a gang, there's shootings. Right. People get shot. Yeah. But another gang from another gang, they're always like, oh, my God, rest in peace. You know, he was so young. But But that's what you signed up for. A real gangster, this is what you signed up for. Mm. This is what? This is what you signed up for. A real mm. gangster is either dead or alive. Or hustling behind oh, the scenes. God. And I heard that from every gangster from Kendrick says it on his shit. Like, that's what you're signing up for. And I understood that in this life, there's choices and change. And if you don't do either one, then it's, you know, because I had people in my own families that were apart from two different and they were going against each other. So it's like when I went to, uh, when I went to county in L.A., that's when it was all race. Right. From juvenile hall to county jail is two different things. You go from repping your city to repping your, your race. Your race, right. It's a completely different dynamic. So I, could, I didn't understand how I was backing up somebody of my race in there, but then I was trying to kill somebody out here. Oh, God. Mm. Like, wait, doesn't make sense. There's something wrong. Somebody programmed me wrong, but I was getting programmed by somebody that was uneducated. And, there, and that's when I come be careful who you're around with and who are you speaking to because if they're not speaking a frequency of knowledge or frequency of obtaining something bigger then you're going to be stuck in that same mentality and that same lifestyle and that same because why are you talking to them if that's, that's all they want to do like if you're not talking to your friends about business or how to make money mm. then don't talk to them Yeah. because if you could see them at a year two years or three years from now and they're still doing the same shit. So why am I going to feel sorry for them when something happens to them? Whether it's an OD, whether it's getting shot. Hey, bro, you had the same opportunities I had. You just didn't want to move. In some of our early conversations, we talked about, you know, why you wanted to support on this frequency our show. And, and I asked you, I said, what if, if, if it's one continuous thing that you always want to share with people, mm-hmm. what is that message? And you, you did say educating people on their finances, on how to do business, on mm-hmm. how just little snippets of that because that would be a game changer for our communities. Well, mm-hmm. who's, who's doing it right now? Ask yourself that. How many podcasts are doing that right now? Right. How many people are showing other, other people how to become a business owner without mm-hmm. nothing of charge? Yeah. It's always, it's, I've seen it. What's, what's in it for me? It's always what's in it for me. What am right. I going to get out of this? What am I, how am I going to get paid? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so successful because that's never my first thing. I never ask how much I'm going to get paid. I never ask none of that shit. I just work. And my work speaks for me. And then put a value behind my work. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I do compared to if somebody else would have done it. And that's where I, I, I take pride because I run circles around anybody that tries to do what I do. Because I just, I'm that more determined. I'll go sleepless nights. I'll go on a six-hour, take 30-minute naps for fucking two years. Because we'll talk I about the sleep schedule, yeah. Yeah, because I'm working towards the goal. Mm-hmm. Why am I sitting watching TV? Why am I getting entertained? What is there entertained right now? 
I need to work. I need to keep pushing, you know? So do you, like, do you see an end game for yourself? Yeah. What's your end game? Become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So I could help. Ah. The more I have, the more I help. And I'm not talking about just, like, helping. I'm talking about, like, helping. Like, right. trying, to, trying to put wells in other countries. Try to think about that. We have a bottle of water right here that we didn't have to go, go down to a stream, cook it, or do anything. That's a blessing. It is a, it's a luxury. Yeah, it's so, an extreme luxury. So bottled just water. As, as simple things. If I'm able to make more, I could help more. I don't need shit. If my house is paid, every monthly nuts paid on that, my car payment, what, what else do I need? What mm-hmm. really else do I need? Everything else is extra at this point. Yeah, you don't, like, there's... that. You have this monkey on your back that every month you have to... Hey, you have to pay your rent, pay your rent, pay your rent, pay your rent. But if you didn't have that on your on your on your shoulder, how much freely will you be able to do your work? Yeah, because you're not stressed about how you're gonna make the next pay, how you're gonna get the next paycheck. Yeah, you just help. And people have called me crazy because I have people came in here and they want breads or I give bread away, and it's like I'm blessed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like. If, if anything, fuck, I gave somebody an opportunity to eat or somebody like George, when they see George's face on it and they know I'm associated with him and I'm nice and I'm fucking outgoing and shit, these kids love it. When there's organizations like soccer teams that go win state and we sponsor them and they just wanted some jerseys. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we do something like that feeling, fuck the money, the feeling. The feeling at that moment that these kids or whoever, whoever knows that somebody in this fucking community cares. Yeah. And I just started two years ago. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is wrong. But I just know that when people look at my brand or our brand for Chingon, that they know that, hey, they're going to go through the limits of trying to help out this community so we could put up. I'm laying my breakdown. It might take me five years because that's how long I have this lease, but I'm laying my one brick down. I, I'm barely on the way to the store to figure out what I need to lay down this brick with. Mm. Yeah. But I know that I'm going to keep trying and keep trying until I lay down this brick. And then later on, if I'm, if I'm able to do the next brick, then I'll try that. If not, I left the blueprint to my family to continue that and then keep on Keep on forward. building, keep, keep on, on growing. Just, he just has a whole game plan. He's got the whole... Well, he got it all thought out. It's... It's because you have to. Mm. If you don't have a one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a five-year plan, and an end goal of what you want to do, of course, I want to I wanna own my home. But that's so little compared to the rest of what, you know? The bigger the, picture. The bigger picture. Home, like if you really think about your home, it's anywhere from two or three grand a month for a home, for inside. Right, and right, right, right. But how much more... Can you be making to help out? People are just like into themselves. But I know from my experiences that the justice system, I'm a Chicano at that, that if I could have gone the either way or I could have been sitting in jail saying, hey, I didn't do it or hey, hey, you know, I'm one of, but for some fucking reason, you know, my justice came to life. I, it was dismissed beyond reasonable doubt. And now I told that because I remember when nobody came and no, nobody wanted to be my friend. Nobody right. cared. I remember how sad and how alone I was. And I never wanted somebody to feel that way. And that's where it just, I'm so happy. I talk to everybody. I'm, I'm so outgoing because deep down inside, it's coping of something that I went through. 
and I understand when I see another person, I, like spiritually, I could grab onto them. I'm like, I literally know what you're feeling like, and I and I'm a very like I, I soak in that energy, because it it I went through that, and that what's made me now. If I wouldn't have gone through that, I would have known. I don't know where I would have been at, but I couldn't tell you that I would have been owning my own restaurant here, being on a podcast with you guys. That's for damn sure. Damn. That's crazy. That that darkness, that low point of your life is the reason why you're such a bright human being now. Yeah, because I was told for something I did not do that I was looking at 18 years. That's fucking crazy. And I was going to be on a 23-hour lockdown on on a main fucking jail. Oh, wow. So you only have an hour to eat, shower, or exercise, or yeah. whatever it was. So when I was, I was only in for three days during Suicide Watch and having... The, the whole quad almost attacked me because of, of these allegations and literally fighting for my fighting for your for, life yeah so that's where I understood I always I always say this the funniest thing that cholos hate cops until the cops tell the cholos what to do cholos hate cops until the cops tell the cholos what to do okay what I mean by that is that in a press release they could put an allegation on somebody Right. They could add something to something, and because of what the way that they wrote it, okay, they say, hey, this guy got shot on this side of town by this gang. What's this gang going to go do? Go back to the other side. And right. 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 Who, right, put right. It, who put it on paper? Yes, yes, yes. I get it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I look at life differently. Hmm. Like, they, so for myself, people that knew me, some were like, well, we knew. There's no way in hell. But they listen to the cops. They listen to this piece of paper that was released. And they'll take action on that. And they took action on that. That's right. But then the same people are saying F the cops. Like, mm. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, am I really that educated <laughs> or are you really that dumb? Mm. Right. And when I talk about this, this certain subjects, I'm just like. At a loss. Why aren't you seeing it? Yeah, because I was there. And I'm looking at it. So then when I went through that, that's why I work with the cops. Because even now, I go back and I said, hey, this happened to me. But I need to change that stigma because I'm here. Let's let's work on this together. Right. So this doesn't happen this to somebody. This doesn't happen again. And if I, I could walk around and say, F this, F that, my whole life, but what am I going to do then? I'm going to have that mentality for my kids to grow up and think that. And then their kids, and I'm just putting another ball into the system of right. what they want. Of the continuous vicious cycle. Now, hey, you know what? They messed up. You know, everybody has their good and bad. I got my day in court. That's what most people do. And I'm here now. This is what I went through. Please don't let it happen again. And at the same time, I support the Oxnard drag program. I support the Oxnard canine program. I support the Oxnard pow. I went to there as a kid. I did boxing and basketball. Fast. So... I, I just, it was unfortunate that this happened to me, but it built the character that I am now because I have, this is the biggest thing when people ask me, how can you take something away from me when everything was taken away at once? Mm-hmm. I already, everything got taken away from me. Everything. Everything got taken away from me. So everything that I have now is a blessing. Which you can't take nothing from me because I already got everything taken away. You've from already me. lost everything. I already lost even my life. I lost everything. Till this day, so that's why I look at life different. That's why I, when I talk the way that I talk, it's like, dude, it's all about me being happy now. 
And that's what it's, life's about. If you're not happy with your own self, you can't make nobody else happy. You can't do nothing of that. Okay, I have a curious question. So based on, like, again, you're just so active and you're doing all of these things and you're so involved and you're, you're a, a well of knowledge and you're all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And that takes time, right? That takes time to consume. It takes time to learn. It takes time to do all of this. Mm-hmm. How do you refuel? Meaning, like, how when, when you, you're giving off so much energy and you're putting so much into everything, when do you, or do you, I mean, stop to really kind of take in and... and Every morning, before I, before I leave, I take 15 minutes to meditate. Every morning. Every morning, because if I don't, if I don't, I feel unbalanced. So I'm just, when I wake up, the first thing that I do is that I'm, I wake up saying thank you to everything. Mm. Thank you for waking up. Thank you for the person that dug this hole so I could get this clean water. Thanks for me being able to flush this toilet. Thank mm. you for me to take have this warm shower. First thing, I'm just happy and I'm happy and I'm just like, thank you. I'm thank you. I'm op- able to open up the door. And the next thing I do is just put on meditation music and just zen out. And then knowing what zen out. Yeah, zen out. Just zen out. Just know knowing what am I gonna do? What what am I gonna accomplish today? Or what are my goals for today? Stop. If I don't have no goals for the day, then I'm just running around all lost. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Yeah. There's, I have to ensure that every time that I'm back, like, I have a checklist. That's a discipline. But you have to have it. Mm-hmm. Because if you are wasting your time, then don't complain that you never have time. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's what number one people do. They waste, they waste their own time. And they give themselves excuses of why they can't do it. You could do it if you really want. There's 24 hours on, on the day. It's just how you structure yourself. It's because they're lonely and have no confidence. Because they're, they're wanting or they're looking for another person to give them that when it's already in themselves. That part. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe in that, that, that part. You, don't, you can't look at another human being and say, this person is going to be the happiness of me. Yeah. I'm so, the happiness so of So is me. that why you don't believe in marriage? Yes. <laughs> and that's one of the biggest questions because I, I was in committed <laughs> relationships. I was in a community relationship from 14 years old to 21 with my first. Really? 14? Oh. So it was seven oh. years. Yeah, uh, now. <laughs> uh, 30, 32 and shit. Like, hold on, there's more. You know? And it's like, damn, this whole time? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what am I doing? Nah. What do I just do? And that, and that, was, the, and that was the first, my right. first. So I have a 14-year-old son. Like I mentioned, he's autistic. And that was a new, I was 17 and a half at that time. Oh, Once wow. I'm going to re- say this again, I never thought I was going to live this long. Just the stigma of my peers and everything that was happening. Now, one year, we had 23 deaths here, homicides. Mm-hmm. And I knew most of them. Oh, God. But wow. this is, you know, that's where, that's where it's at. Okay. So you, were, you did at one point believe in commitment. Um, uh, this is the thing, okay? I've been in two, now I'm in... Altogether, I've been in three relationships that I call relationships okay. from the age of 14 to 32 now. It's fucking 20 years. <laughs> of lessons learned. 20 years of lessons learned, and I have a 15-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Ugh. So three different, three different scenarios, three different babies' moms. So when I was the younger, naive, I did, I did not understand what it was, but I understood that I had to make my family proud with being married and doing that shit so that was more like making them proud it was for them it was for them okay then I was 
I did some shit. I ended up getting arrested on on a, another charge. So it was a grand theft auto out of LA. So I ended up going jail. Did my Twin Towers time the whole time like a fucking guy, like a normal fucking guy. Was like, no, you gonna wait for me? No, it's all this. Wait for me. They so you know, like, wait for me. Wait for me. And then you know when you're calling them like, hey, we're gonna get married when I get out. Look at you. you know, like all that bullshit. Look at you. I, I'm being honest. Though. Yeah. I'm yeah. being honest. No but doubt. then after that, then you know, obviously it was a long time. I, right. I did some time so. She moved on, and I was like, oh, my God, she fucking cheated on me. It's like, nah, bro, you're busted. Like, chill. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be able to do that shit either. So I understood. So then I said, you know what, whatever. Then I really just. So you put yourself in her shoes. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. But I just knew that I wasn't happy okay. and that I wasn't going to put, like, I just got, I was just this, I was by myself for all this time. Like, right, right. Uh, yeah. mm, mm, I'm mm-hmm. out. So, and then. I was doing, like, I was out promoting, doing some other shit. So I met my the other baby's mom. And within that time, I went through this case. So she was there while nobody else was there. So I thought that that's... Attachment. Attachment. That's what I meant. I attached myself, and I was like, oh, this is a person. Like, oh, my God. But it wasn't it. They thought... She really thought I was going to get busted. So she was just riding the wave. (laughs) And I was just like, chill, <laughs> you know? And um, during the pregnancy, I was going through the case. Right. So I'm literally, she's seven months pregnant. I'm like, yo, if I'm going to go in for 18 years, like, I need to set some shit aside. I need to, I need to, I need to make my plan if I'm going to go into this, you know, because I had to still prepare myself for the outside world. Like, mm-hmm. I have kids. I have to, I have to. That's fucking crazy. I have to make sure that they're cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um. They, it was crazy. They told me on, I was telling them, hey, I need to go try, I need to go try. My, my daughter's going to be born in a couple months. I need to know. It was in December. They said, hey, um, we're going to look at your case. Four years later, they're like, we're going to look at your case. Um, we don't know. There's some. There's something funny about this shit. And I was like, yeah, I've been fucking telling you guys. <laughs> you know? And then from there, two weeks later, they came. And then they literally just said, we don't know why we charged you. We don't know none of this. That's crazy. Like, the, the judge dropped his glass and was like, "We're sorry, we're sorry that this police department did such a fault." So there were no no consequences to that. So th- by that's it. You didn't. They didn't. Sorry, was like that you don't come back and say, "Well, I can't take this time back in my life." Well, that's where a lawsuit comes into place. Right. And afterwards, they were so like, they it, it was understood that what they did in in my in my case was very was very off the wall. So an anomaly. <laughs> yes, but to be honest with you, I felt that they thought they had an open and shut case. That's how they went into it. Because they weren't. I asked for my lawyer fourteen times on a fifteen-hour interrogation. Mm-mm. With proofs, I'm like, I when I told them, you guys are not listening. You guys, whatever, either charge me or. And then they threw the book at me. They threw every single charge that they could think of for wow. public. For public perception, death or imprisonment, death. What that means is that whether either where that I went, I was gonna be publicly. I couldn't be public over here in the public because there was retaliation against me, or if I was in jail, there was retaliation. So either way, it was a lose-lose situation. Yeah, I'm just. I just don't fucking quit. I don't quit and I have a jaw. What's up? Right. That's what I. That's how I went my life. So circling back to this love thing. 
The first one was <laughs> because this goes back to attachment. She stuck it out with you, right? Or she was well, there, she and then was, you were like, "All right." So I, that's what I felt like. I felt like that she was there through it, but at her own gain. Mm. And now she moved on. She's with a friend that was close that I was taking care of at the time, and I wasn't understanding that they were attaching to each other, and I was out. Oh man! So that's where I was like, "Oh shit," you know. And I understood that. That's when I finally said, you know what? I'm attaching myself, and mm, it's cool to have somebody to talk to. It's cool to go out, but I'll, it's cheaper if I just do that shit by myself. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> so okay, so, so now, now you don't do anything for anybody else. Yeah, you do. Now, no, what I'm saying, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> Meaning, like in your first, no, 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 like in your in your first relationship, you said that you did it for your family. Mm-hmm. So now, whatever you do now is for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't get into relationships because you understand attachment, mm-hmm. right? And so now, I have this thing about marriage that I don't believe in marriage in the in the sense of the whole paperwork and all that. I think that's fucking creepy. I like that. I really think that's creepy Straight that up. some people fucking love somebody so much that they have to get the fucking government involved so they won't leave you. It's like, bro, if, if she's really about it, if she's really about it, don't sign that paper. Let's see if she still sticks around. But half right. the time, they won't. Right. Like, right, I, right, like right. I said all about this back in the life. Like, the reason Adam and Eve, they were both naked. Right. The reason why we wear clothes now is because somewhere through the years, there was an unconfident man or unconfident something that they didn't want to see that. Colonization, Colonization. <laughs> on some true shit. And that's what happens, you know? And if you keep on looking more down the line, it, it just keeps on being more controlling and more obsessed. Like, think about how many people went into a relationship when they were kids and not mm-hmm. understanding this because they want to make their family proud. Now, 10, yeah, 15, I did that. 20 years into that shit, mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, why did I do this? And now you want to blame everybody else. The fuck? So, Natalie, are you going to get a divorce now? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to write it out. I'm going to write it out. And maybe, and maybe we could even, have, I'll tell Mike, like, let's just get a divorce and just still be together. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's no, what's the pressure? I think, and just listening to Hugo, Mike has very many characteristics as Hugo as far as your, the way that you think and your perspective about life. Um, But I did want to ask you, you said earlier that you were a little bit, uh, not a little bit, that you're a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. Did, how did you become in tune with your spirituality? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've always practiced or Mm -hmm. how did that come about? Like, and I also, and I'm also referencing your Mana? your tattoo here. Yeah. yeah. So I want to know a little bit about that. So when I first met my current girlfriend right now, um, she introduced me to the secret. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So she introduced me to the secret. She introduced me to manifesting. So from there was where it fucking blew up. Where I was okay. like, wait a minute. You so can you tell mean. me. <laughs> I can speak it into existence, and then it's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And I was like. <laughs> You know, I, mean? I need to I need to try this shit real quick. So, I. So what? What I, has it done for you? I. Well, do you remember your first test run where you were like, "Let me try this." My first test run of that was I said to the universe, "I'm gonna create the first ever George Lopez cannabis." You literally that's that's my before first before you before anything. Before Why I, George Lopez of all the people in the world? 
somebody that I that I grew up watching, somebody I respected. Do you Are remember you how old me? how old you were when you when you put when you said that? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Okay. Twenty seven, twenty eight. I was like just a couple years ago then. Yeah. 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 Because I, it was actually eighteen. Now that I remember, it, because that's when I met Kelly, and at eight two thousand eighteen, that's when. She was like, you need to watch this. And at first I was like, chill. And then I started getting into it. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I was like, and then I just said it jokingly. And I said, I want to create George Lopez fucking cannabis brand. It's going to be the best. I'm going to fucking do this shit. I don't know how, but I'm going to fucking do it. So she's a big supporter of yeah. your work. Yeah. So then I started with doing the cannabis. And then I was creating the retail location, which wasn't done. And I was sitting with lawyers. I was sitting with all these people. They're like, you can't do this. I was like, yeah, you can't look. You said this. I said this. Look at this. And I was always going into the gray areas. Like, this is the, this is the paperwork you put in front of me. This is the laws. I'm going to intune both of them. And then I'm looking at how you wrote it. And I'm looking in between the lines. Yeah. Which is why it was written like that. And I did. So I was known in my town to have a cannabis store. And to be attached to a retail store, to have the first ever. So I went through the phases when it was it wasn't even allowed. Like we were we were tripping if FBI was gonna come, the oh cops, all this. We're like, you know what? Roll it. Right. Let's see what we can do. And then objectively, like now, I'll come around. I met distributors. I met cultivations. I met all this. So then I was able to link. Mm. You know, and then when I was promoting the brand, I was doing podcast. I ended up meeting one of um, George's photographers, and he's like, "Yo, I have this thing. You think we could bring it to life?" And I was like, "Let's see about this." One I, of his photographers. Yeah. So at the time, his photographer Jesse was like, "Hey, um, I know you're. In, I have this idea. I know that you're the only one that like has these connections because obviously I smoke and I've been in this industry, so I'm, right. I'm respected in this industry." Mm. And we did it, got, got launched it, and that's when I ran crazy. And I was working nonstop, nonstop. So when I found out my daughter was going to be, was that she, Kelly was pregnant, I was sitting at the Laugh Factory with George and Ruben Paul on a Ruby Tuesdays. And as I'm, as I'm just got the contract, I'm rolling. Aww. I put my phone on my lap like I usually do with my phone up. And then I look at my messages and I'm like, I see two pregnancy tests back to back. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have George Lopez next to me, Ruben, I have Arsenio Hall, so I'm in this fucking room, and I'm just like, I look down, and I just start crying, and then George is like, what the fuck? Are you okay? Uh, like, yeah. are you like, what the fuck? Like, what, 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 what happened? And then I just showed him my phone, and then a look that I've never, ever seen from him that he was just like, like a dad look, like, oh. like, a, like, time to work, puto. Like that. <laughs> like that, like, you know? And and from that day on, it was just like a, like, if I saw his worth ethic, I saw him work 16 hours a day, not miss a beat, get up, go to work, do what he had to do. So I understood that if I was going to mirror that, I had to work twice as hard. And I knew that I was going to keep running and keep running and keep running. We launched the brand. We did everything. They're doing great with it. But I came a part of the Chingon brand. And then I just dated the Chingon bakery. And then I'm also doing some other things in, in this aspect that I really right. know the control of the 
the chingon bakery, then moving on to cookies, then we're moving on to edibles. So there's a, I have a plan for anything that I do, and I have multiple business plans around me that just in case this doesn't work. You have a plan A B C D E F G. Because it's a it's a four legged table. If one of them drops, do you have we have something else to hold you on? And then when the pandemic hit, everything that I was involved in from cannabis to restaurant, it was essential. So I was just like, what in the fuck? Right. But I understood that a lot of people want to charge and want to do this, and they think they want to put a price. Below. I ask people, let them work, let them see you work for, let them see you work first, and let them put the fucking price tag on you. Because mm. I could do anything from an administrator, brand creator. Yeah, all of it. To that's how I started here. Everything here you see around was just a little bit of questions how do we figure it out how to go forward how to do this shit how to just how getting and then getting connected would you say that it's also getting connected with the right people to help you do that um yes because you turn your wheels a lot if you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and sometimes we're too stubborn to ask for help but Mm -hmm. people are there to help us and it's not minding it's more it's more of a sense that we block we block it because we don't want to be in a nuisance and some people take it as they're glad or they feel purpose by helping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you're not asking, and the, uh, that's they're why just I, doing. The, it all comes in naturally. You get sad people. You get you get lonely people. Will mm. think about it in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to ask for help, but they want to help, and you're not allowing them to help you. So I never would have thought of, about it like that. Like yeah. now you have but two it makes people. Sense. Now you have two people on two different sides that, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to ask for help. They're gonna think I'm least or I'm weak or nah. But you're empowering their their powers of what they're able to do. Yeah. And if they're able to help you, then it's like, damn, I have a purpose here to help this person at this time. Mm. And some people just need that one person that, that gives them purpose to live. Yeah, that gives them endorphins and all of the happy yeah. things. Because people don't, don't walk around doing that. Yeah. Or like if I walk down the street and I'm saying hi or I'm smiling, girls are, are think that I'm flirting or I want to get with them. It's like, we're all human. Yeah. Right? Like we're all human. Like you don't know... Like, we don't know, in this world, you could be walking down the street from either a billionaire or a person that just lost their mom. Right. But you never know. So you treat everybody with respect, and you try to do good by everybody. Yeah. And then you try to... There's two questions they're going to ask you when you die. I told you this a lot. Yep. What did he learn, and who do you help out? Mm. And if you ain't ready for that shit, then you're really not understanding what this life, because there is an afterlife... There is an afterlife. Just what are you going to be in that afterlife? Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about mana. Um, what does it mean well, to you? Well, it's not the band, mana. Mm-hmm. Nah. It's, it's Polynesian, and it's for empowerment. And George has this. You both have that. Yeah, I saw yeah. the picture. So that's what made me grab it. Um, when I was studying just everything that I was, I studied George. What I mean by that is that I try to do justice in what he has put down and Hmm. how he feels because I'm very, very, like I said, spiritual. So is he. You know, we're very in in tune with the universe and in tune with gratitude, in tune with it. Gratitude. So that's why we're so so big on energies. Mm. So when I shake people's hands, if they have the bad intentions, that's when my mana comes into play. Because I'm shaking your hand now. So, 
either for good and bad. And then I even have the, the week on me. Mm. Like when it first came out. Because I understand that I'm in the I'm in the back. People look at me like uneducated all this. They don't know that I went to Harvard. They don't know that I that I have I'm very educated because of my appearance. Which allows me to people underestimate me and then when they estimate me I'm already forward winning because and I remember the first time I actually met you we were doing um, I think it was for a Puig's foundation yeah and we, you were the. giving out bread and we were playing music and there was something very gravitating about you and I was like who is this jolly person because he's just <laughs> walking around just being so like he was just naturally jolly and, yeah. The happy squirrel. A happy squirrel. <laughs> and I remember that, and it left such a grand impression on me, and I was curious about you. I'm like, who? There's something about this person. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But but definitely your energy speaks for itself and for everything that you are going to do in this lifetime. And that's why, that's why, and I am very grateful because in, in the moments that we have spoken, it's always a lesson. There's always mm-hmm. just something like Ricky get your head out of your ass like you yeah. got this is what you have to do <laughs> it's it's being able feeling seen like i feel yeah. like he he sees things about myself i don't even see yet right. I'm telling you stop tripping and then you're like oh my god this is going on it's just, it's like, and you're bro, not complicating breathe. anything you don't make it complicating no cuz it's 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 basically i understand that everybody goes through shit yeah but when you're going through shit that's the lesson that you're learning like mm-hmm. don't don't try to take away the lesson because try to learn from that shit. Like, what am yeah. I learning right this second? Yeah. Even yeah. though I'm pissed, even though I'm crying, even though I'm sucking the air, like, yeah. what am I learning right now? Because this experience is going to allow me to learn to not get back to that experience. <laughs> you know what happens to me? I always end up, like, reflecting on the previous day, and I'm like, fuck, I fucked up. And I get all down about it, and I'm like, no, no, You, have, okay. you have your own playbacks? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll play back, and I'm like, dang, I fucked up saying that or doing this. Or taking action on that. We I are our biggest fucking... EO critic. And that's that was my thing. I When I started this, I was like, I'm a bakery and desserts. Mm. Keep it simple. But then people started walking in like, hey, do you have tacos? Hey, do you have this? Do you have that? And I'm like, Thanks, oh, yeah? <laughs> you know? My dad's a chef. My dad's been a chef for 35 years. He knows his way around the kitchen. He builds this. So awesome. I'm very, very blessed to have the... My my backing, mm. but then I was, I learned that you cannot. A lot of people are not happy with themselves, mm-hmm. so why, and that's what it comes down to at the end of every so day. So why am I trying to keep them happy? Like this is what I offer, mm-hmm. this is what I offer, and that's what I offer. It's not up to you to make someone else happy. Uh-uh. I make myself happy, and if yeah. I can make myself happy, hey. I'm and, sorry, but everything else is... Everything and that's gravitating. People will gravitate towards that. And you'll be surrounded by more happy people, more mm-hmm. joyful people. Because I hate negativity. Yeah. Um, do you have any fears? Mm. I really could say no. I already... You don't strike me as such. I don't... Question. I've been through so much that it's like... Yeah. Like why? For what? Yeah, like. What are you fearing? What are you gonna be in fear of? We only got today. Yeah, like what? I live in the moment. Yeah. Because I don't know tomorrow's here or not. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's a, tomorrow's the unknown. Yesterday didn't happen. That's what I tell people. Yesterday didn't happen. Can you go back to it? No. No. Mm. Doesn't matter. Every day you you hit reset on your life, but you get to carry the things. 
the material things with you <laughs> that were relevant and important at that time. But every, like yesterday, yesterday died, and when somebody dies, they don't know this. Once your insurance or whatever pays out yeah. for your for your body, you're wiped off the face of that planet like you were never born. Your number deceases. Never. Like you were never born. Really? Yeah. So what are you leaving for? God, my mind is exploding. I'm like, my mind is exploding <laughs> with what you just said. What? <laughs> no, that whole concept of... Yeah, but are you going to live your life any different now? She's yeah, because like, yeah. I just died yesterday. <laughs> Today is only now. We don't know tomorrow. So that's it. This is it. This It really is. And then you set yourself up. We're only up. right now. Yeah, and you set yourself up for in case you get to wake up tomorrow. You, we're only setting ourselves up. We do not know. When we lay down, we do not know if we're going to wake up. We think we are. We hope we are. But it's not guaranteed. Something could happen at fucking night. That could you could stop breathing, something happens, mm-hmm. a fucking aneurysm in your brain, something crazy could happen that you yeah. can't wake up. Yeah. And so many people that I've known that that's happened that you're like, oh shit, they were young as shit, or I didn't even know. But right. how many of those people would have just wanted to be living in the moment and saying yes to certain things and you know this the stigma of like this is what you're supposed to do is like that was just traditions by people that are sour. Mm. Like when I see the Bible, you know, I see eight books or ten books or twelve books, <laughs> you know. But there's really fifty books. Like people don't like people right. don't understand that there's right. so much. There's so many more religions. There's so many more out there. There's so much more. But we pick and choose what we want to know. Yeah. And what and we want. That's it. So just give us the bare minimum. Once you give us the bare minimum, that's all we care about. And half the people here are literally like. They're not doing shit with themselves. Mm. They wake up, go to work, go back home. You go to jail, you wake up, you take your lunch, you take your you take your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you go do your shit. You go to work, you take your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you go do your shit. What's oh the my difference? god! Right. What's the difference? Yeah. What's the What's the difference? There's that. What, what is that? Uh, that term, the golden cufflink or some shit like that. Golden cufflinks when you're tied to your job and you're basically a slave to the corporation and to the, well, to this, the system. Yeah. This is what I just found out. I was I was hearing. I was reading a book about um, Tesla and mm-hmm. how Tesla worked for Edison. Mm. Edison wasn't the smart guy, mm. but he hired the people that were. Yeah. So Tesla created a lot of things, but Edison just put his name on it. Got credit for it. Yeah, and that's why I live my life that I'm not that I'm not the Tesla. I'm not gonna be a Tesla in this world. Mm. I'm not gonna work for somebody else so they could take my name and, and my credit. job effort for their credit. And the Fuck that. I'm cre- I'm beating the Edison. That's now. a lot of history of this country too, though. For that, a lot, this whole thing. Yeah, of everything. everything. And when you educate yourself or you're doing different things, you're just like shit. Like this, is some crazy. This, and you have to understand where. Where the mindset is, the business and all that, it's like, you're only as good as what you know. Mm-hmm. And if you think you're the smartest person in the room, then you should get the fuck out of that room. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys thinking on it? No, you know what? For me personally, it's not even that. Like, a lot of this stuff, like, I already know. It's just like, okay, when am I going to just put it into practice? When am when I going to discipline my not- to do it? When? Well, now I really have to because however much money I'm going to make in this life is absolutely up to me now because I won't go and work for anybody, so to speak, anymore, ever, again. Mm-hmm. But ever. that's where you're thinking. Ever. Money, if you're chasing the money, 
the money's gonna run. So don't chase the money. So chase that's your dream. It, actually not even that. What I'm actually chasing right now is just peace. Like l- learning how to live with the least amount of things where I don't have to worry about the money. Like I'm not yeah. worried about like fuck how am I gonna do this? Where but what what is that though? My peace? Yeah. It's literally I think waking up in the morning and like as much as I complain about living in my mom's house. Yeah. Seeing her garden and seeing everything that she's grown and like just taking those moments of gratitude and saying like, hey, I'm thankful that I have a place, my kids have a place, and I get to do what I like to Bro, do. Bro, you have your mom. Home. You know how many? Oh people, my god, and my mom. Oh my god. Like you know how many people? Like my girl to this day wakes up because her mom passed away almost ten years ago mm-hmm. from stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. There's people in this world that would love to even be in the same building as their mom and you know what and i'm gonna actually when we're done here i'm gonna call my mom and tell her that i'm proud of her because my mom just over the past like six months alone she's made a lot of changes Mm -hmm. to try to understand like before my mom she's very stubborn like this is how it is and this is that and then that's it but now she's just just is has really grown a lot in the last six months and i'm proud of her and i love my mama so you're right about that you have an opportunity right now don't take it for granted because when the opportunity is not there, you're gonna look back at this moment and you're gonna be like, you're enjoying with your with your kids, grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's people in this world that would wish that when they wake up that they could have that one more time. And that's where you, everything's a lesson. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going, you know, it's being being at mom's house. That ain't no shit. Like, mm-hmm. they're always going to support us. And the stigma in this world that says, by this age, you have to do this. Oh, God, this age, I know. You have to do this. Yeah. It's like, who wrote this shit? Yeah, and was why? It a, was, was it an old guy that was, like, bitter as <laughs> shit? Like, no, you're going to have to be. But in this world, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules and a lot of laws that people make up or you have to do this. It's like, nah. Yeah, preconceived notions that this is how you have to nah. operate and live life. Like, you basically, if you wake up, pressure. just don't be a dirtbag. Don't be don't a, be a dick. Yeah, don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Just, you know, care for others as mm-hmm. others do for you. Mm-hmm. And that's all that really fucking matters. And if you have those things where be grateful that your mom's still here, that she was able to help you out. Of course, the understanding, my my dad didn't understand when I was doing cannabis, and he was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. And I the bet. next thing you know, he's hearing on the radio the same ad that I wrote in the living room on the radio on the way to work. Nice. Like, <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it goes. So, like I said, in this world, there's no right, there's no wrong. You just have to try your best, and if that's the best you could do, then that's all you could do. Yeah. You can't do better than your best, and if you try your best, why you... Why are you kicking yourself? Right. Like, it's okay. It's okay not to know. It's okay not... It's okay. But like I say, it's the right now. People want to know right now. People want to know if I'm going to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Put your Nikes on and just do it. Mm. Right? Do you have siblings? Um, I have a sister that's older. But she's my stepsister. So you're not close. Uh-uh. She's seven years older than me. Oh. Instead of, like, when I... I thank her, though, because instead of me getting, like, beat up when I was a kid from my parents, <laughs> they gave me, like, workbooks of uh, from the learning center, like, three or four years older than me. So... Oh, you were ahead of the game from the start, then. That's what it was stupid, because he made me smart. <laughs> so, like, come on. I was already in, I was already in calculus. I was already taking calculus my freshman year and going to college prep courses. So then 
at that time, 2004, 2005, that it wasn't cool to be smart. Mm-hmm. Right. It was right. cool to be a troll and fucking get all the girls. That's what the life was about. Yeah. We just like, talked yeah. about this last that, week with yeah. my dad. Fire parties and shit. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like, it wasn't the, the whole thing of like being smart, but it's just, I want to be a part of it. Like, I want to know what that's about. Like, yeah, like that. As a kid, you don't know what the fuck's different. Yeah, you want to experience. Yeah. You want to be cool, and you want to be with the hype. And then now I'm looking at it like, damn. I could. I went to school. I graduated. I went to college. I continued all the way to IT Tech. I got my master's in computer science. Then I stopped because I was like, eh, I'm done. And then people don't know that. And then I go back to school and I take an online course during during. COVID to see if I'm able to get this uh, minority Chicanos grant through Harvard and I fucking get it. Of course. Of course. And then next thing you know I'm going through school and then doing this shit and it's like it's more of a pride thing to say hey I went to Harvard and people are like yeah you? I'm Mm. like yes I did. Check me out. Sus. 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 Oh shit. Because I'm not when they look at me or when they see me they don't understand that it's like I see what I want to do. And there's nothing in this world that I cannot do with, with just a little bit of education. If I want to build some shit, I'll go to architectural school. If I want to learn how to become into the movies, I'll just you go to school learn for how that. To do all Doctor, that. go to school for that. So literally, you could become anything you want to become in this world. You just have to educate yourself in that, in that industry. And if you do it correctly and... And just learn it. read. Yeah. Yeah. Just read. If that isn't some fucking advice, I don't know what is. So <laughs> what? <laughs> just this whole just do what you want to do and do it well. Yeah. Educate yourself. It, learn. You can do it. It's just applying yourself. And that's and consistency. Consistency. Because once you go to work, that's what I say, people. Once you go to work, you get off at five, six, go home. Mm-hmm. From the time that like eight, nine, ten, eleven. Like, what are you doing to better yourself? Or how are you even... What courses are you doing for your own self? Yeah. Communication, how to become a better friend, how to become a better boss, how to... Like, I have to do all these things to ensure that I'm keeping my knowledge going and I don't think that I know it all because there's things that are changing. There's characteristics in business. There's customer service. There's different legislators. There's different shit that's going on. So if I'm not on on my toes and I'm not learning and I'm assuming... Then that's when everything comes crashing down. Have you thought about writing a book, your own guidebook to life? I've been asked to write a couple books because of my story, because of what I've been through, and because of the way that I think. And to be honest with you, if I do that, I'm more about workshops, more about like... Hands-on type. Well, that's what I want to do here, especially at Chingon. I want to have... People that have never done business mm. come to my come to come to this location, and I'll have people from the city or do some some shit that they'll help you. Yeah. And pay pay it fucking forward. That goes a long way. Because like that goes a long way. I tell people they're always talking about that their dads and they're working all this shit, but it's our time to get the business licenses to own the businesses. So even if our family works for us, like better than work for us, and work for somebody else. Like, my dad, I haven't seen him in 32 years ever in Thanksgiving, Christmas, or a birthday party because he works in the food industry. Mm. I built this motherfucker so he was able to have a Christmas, a Thanksgiving. So, I, at least I could see him in the back. Yeah. And <laughs> if, I, if I'm cooking side by side with them, like... Now you're bonding. Now you're doing now something it's like, together. Now, now it's you like, have a hobby. Yeah, like, now that's my pops. Who's your chef? My pops. Or oh, who's in the front? My peeps. Like, I put everybody on. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not as... It's not how rich I could get, 
is how many people. How many people are, you can help? How many people I can bring put with on? You. Yeah, like mm-hmm. my whole circle, everybody around me, we're we're all growing together. I'm not just gonna go, and then everybody. Nah, what are you good at? Because as a leader, or even in business, you have to know what who is good at what, and use their strengths and their and their abilities for what they're good at. Like if they don't know how to fucking cook, I'm not gonna put them in the in the kitchen. But if they're good at customer service, I'm gonna put them in the put front. them in the front. Yeah. You know, or if they want to be behind the scenes in the administration and they just know how to. And do that it. and that takes awareness on your behalf, right? Because you're studying people, you're seeing their dynamic, you see where they succeed the best, and that uh, most people don't do that. You have to once you. I always say once you go into a room, you observe. Once you observe more than anything, those are the you observe what's around you, mm-hmm. and by your observing, you see what you know. Too many people are are too worried about saying they're trying to be relevant or trying to make up a story so they can make their life at home feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't like talking to no friends or it's like, because they're lying through their fucking teeth half the time. Yeah. I know damn well that you ain't happily fucking married and you're, everything's peachy at the house because that, well, I fucking know that shit ain't, you know, like yeah. that shit doesn't right. happen. That's just not realistic. But people are not. They're, they'll rather do a smoking mirror and be like, yeah, you know, fucking, the kids are great. They're playing soccer. They're doing this. They're fucking tight. <laughs> but deep down inside, they're fucking, they want to they wanna divorce. They don't feel like they're, there's they're anybody. Lonely. Yeah. They, Their you job know, sucks. Something. And Their friends so- are dicks. Yeah, or they only want you. They only want you for something, or they hit you up, or when it's convenient, they call you. Yeah, straight but up. But there's only some, and you know, not to talk about it. But if I consider the ones that are do contact you, that do want to be there, I call them family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. those are rare, mm-hmm. rare to be a fucking around, rare because in time, when she, you know, it's always about game. People always want some type of fucking game. Yeah. And I have to be careful on my side because I get asked for a lot of shit. Like, they either think I have George's money or they think that I have access to George like that. I don't ask George for shit. Yeah. Whether it's tickets, whether it's anything I pay for my own ways. And then, like, oh, well, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. They, doesn't matter. Like, that's their job. Their job as an entertainer is to fill up these seats. Why would I? It's like asking them for 100 bucks. Uh, yeah, I'm with like, you on that. Like, wait. They're charging a hundred bucks, but I want to get in for free. So basically, I want him to give me a hundred bucks. Like, yeah. bro, you're tripping. Here's my here's my fucking thing. Here you go. So then, whenever it comes around, I'm not the fucking leech, or I'm not somebody's like, nah, bro. Yeah. Here's my receipt. Like, I'm cool. I'll pay for mine. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about social media? What do you think about technology? I think that it's another smoking mirror. Another, ah. another smoking fucking mirror. Um, Do you think we went in the right direction with social media and how we use it? Uh-uh. I think that the way that we were back in the day, I don't know if you guys remember MySpace. Yeah. yeah. But I think that MySpace was uh, the crucial where it really fucked everything up. Because it showed people who was important, who wasn't important in the sense of, like, top eight, top whatever. Mm. It showed people how, like, if they weren't in the social status, they weren't cool. Yeah. So they took that, they took that, that social media thing and then they become the Instagram, the instant mm. shit, yeah. which was originally for photographers. Right. So it was, it's a, it was a photography yeah. app. Um, app. But then, because the photography makes these people look different with filters, it was a it was a sass, and it was a different like smoking mirrors. 
because we all seen it. We all mm-hmm. we all seen it. Mm-hmm. There's a naked girl gets two three million views, mm-hmm. you know. But this guy's doing his business doesn't get shit, and the reason why is because it's for me. Instagram is more based off like, like kind of like a soft porn type shit, mm. where yeah. where you, you could get away with shit, but then you can't get away with shit. Soft porn. <laughs> yeah. I, no, yeah. Like that's, True story. Like that's what it is. Like even these Instagram models and, and all that shit. there is soft porn on there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is soft porn. Literally. Even, even girls that just have um, that go and do like the whole oh, I'm an Instagram model, I'm on this this, well. If there was no Instagram, like, what's your backing? Yeah. Like, what's your substance? Yeah, like, yeah, I understand. Who are you for real? Yeah. So if you're using all, all the, the Instagram platform and doing that shit, that's cool. But who are you in person? Mm-hmm. Because I've seen people that are have 1.5 million followers. I remember when some of these didn't even have followers when they started in Vine and they started some other shit. It's just that it gets, it lets the people be full of themselves and think that they're more than what they are. Yeah. And it's a status like, oh, I'm, I'm Instagram, I'm, I'm, I'm Twitter, I'm fucking I'm TikTok. You know, I have a hundred. Superstar. If you have to tell me that you have a, a 1.2 million followers on TikTok and that's that's what you're impressed by, by you think that that's going to impress me? Tell me how many people you fucking helped. Yeah. That will impress me. But if you have 1.5 million followers, 20 million followers, and you haven't helped a damn living soul. And what in, does that even mean in, in reality, right? Like, so what? You, are who, you happy? Are they following mm-hmm. you? Like, when I see people that are that are actively on this social media shit, mm-hmm. um, it's a job. Yeah, like they have to keep on con- yeah. yeah, it's content, 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 content. Like, let me see all the likes. I have to respond to all the comments. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to make sure that I like their likes because they like my likes and, and it's a all these. Mirror. Yeah, it's a smoky it's mirror. So you just so now in that sense you're just like, okay, <laughs> you have to find you have to find your niche. Yeah. Like I don't, I've, I don't understand when people have three thousand followers to thirteen thousand followers mm-hmm. to, but it's like, you only have a thousand fucking comments or five hundred comments or two comments or three comments. Mm. Like how many of these really, really, are are original, or how many are these followers bought? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Because I could throw my shit up and I could become thirty three. All my almost my eight thousand followers are all organic. Mm-hmm. I've never paid for it. Mm. I've had people that leave my side, I have people that go, but I don't pretend to, to be yeah. something you're not. Yeah, like I don't have to be like, oh, I'm up there. Like, I'm chill shit. Mm-hmm. I know people that are trash people that I go hang out with, and I know senators and I know <laughs> celebrities. I don't fucking care. My people are mixed. I don't, I don't buy into that because I live my life. And so many people are living their life through that. That if because their life sucks, they're miserable. They have to do. They have to have wreck, wreck. Like, I never understood why girls would get all Botox and all this shit. And then mm. when a guy tells them, "Oh, you're pretty," then they're like, "Oh, oh. like what the fuck? Like, isn't that <laughs> what the fuck you're doing?" This okay, shit? great. Now let me go get Botox. Yeah, like, I see. I like, see. The, like, I don't understand. Like, if girls do something for themselves to make themselves look good, right? But then another person tries to objectively say, "Hey, you look good," but then they're like, "Oh." Don't tell me that. It's like, what the fuck? It's confusing and misleading. Like, I don't understand. Like, in my sense, I think that everybody's normal. And if I'm passing by and I'm like, that fucking tight shirt. It's normal. But now everything's not fucking normal. Everything's so... Like, you have to have this Everyone's, like, on on their guard. 
People gotta let their shoulders down a little bit. Smoke some weed. Go to yeah. a chiropractor. Yeah. yeah. Just I need to go to do a some stretches. Do some stretches. <laughs> so, um, thank you. You wanna, you wanna wrap this up? <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We uh, appreciate you. Yeah, I, I, you have no idea. Every time that, I, I mean, this is only my second time being in your presence, and you. You, you blow me away with your conversation and I'm really glad that you came and did this with us or well that we came and, no. and you, uh, you <laughs> let you us came be on in Labor your Day. space I was like like I told we caught you on a good day yeah cause I was like cause I just got back from um, Vegas, Vegas so I was like oh Monday I was like Labor Day I was like oh cool yeah. I like to do this because I'm so I move yeah and I move and it's, it's hard like, to catch you it's not it's not that it's hard to catch me it's yeah. that it's just setting the time correctly because yeah I don't give my time to everybody and I've learned that now that I'm so grateful yeah like I don't I don't because I know better yeah I know better that sometimes when I hang out with some people then their negative energy or their attachment comes to me then when I go to the house and I'm like sage me fuck (laughs) you know like because there's been times that I've been around people and then my fucking necklace rips like my ojo my ojo and I'm like oh shit I saw a demon like oh shit right Right, no but I'm very very like I said I'm very in tune with the universe and the matter of you cannot just take you have to give yeah. And that's how mother, mother yeah. nature works. Like, whatever you're taking, make sure you're giving back. Because if you're just taking, 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 she's going to look at you like, Yeah, all right. Like you're put pl- you on your ass right now. Yeah, like, hold on. Like, you ate greedy. too much. Yeah, you ate too much. And, mm. the, and you, had, you know, it was just a bite, and you had to pass it, and you just decided to sit there and eat it eat all. Eat the whole thing. <laughs> like, now we have a journey. Now you're fucking going to hold us back. So, <sighs> stay there. I'm going to have to bring you some sage and some palo santa. I make cute little bundles, and I feel like you need them in your life. So I do. To, like, He's going to have an inventory yeah, of them. Yeah. Believe me, when I I do it so frequently okay, that good. people are like, that I, I don't, like I'm telling you, when I really in this in this life that I feel that be happy. Be happy mm-hmm. in whatever you That's do. That's all we have. Mm-hmm. But so many people, it's so easy to say, but so many people don't do it. Yeah. How many people get to smile a day? Right. They don't. They don't. People don't get that shit no more. So I just decided, hey, fucking look at me, point at me, look at whatever. But one thing you can never say about me is that I never fucking tried. That's the only thing. Don't ever say that about me. You're a distributor of happiness and joy. Like I just try. I try to be nice. I try to do fucking God's work. I try to do what I can to help somebody else. Yeah. That's, that's all you could do. Just fucking try. Just try. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last but not least. Huh? Some book recommendations. Is there any books that you can recommend to our um, to our listeners? I have a lot. Your Hi. favorites? My favorite is always um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That yeah. one really, really, really affected yes. me. Yes. One that I'm reading right now is 48 Laws of Power. Mm. Mm-hmm. That one's really, like, tripping me out when yeah. you see people running game and stuff like that. Um, I do also a lot of reflection, reflection books. Um, what else do I do? I'm trying to figure out, like, um, The Fifth Amendment. That's a book, all the series of the amendments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. Okay. But Strategies of, re- of Segregation. That's you, another that's one. That's what you were talking you, about, yep. Never know what a strategy of segregation in anywhere. Just read that book. It kind of breaks down. It talks about Oxnard, but it, it breaks down how the whole United States was at one point mm. um, seg- um, segregating Segregated. the the cultures in order for their gain. So oh, God. 
That's a moment of rage right there waiting to happen, reading yeah. that book. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of, like, always self, self-growth self books. I go to Barnes & Noble. I go there a lot. Okay. Just to kind of, I don't, I walk in there with an open heart, and I just ask to get guided to what I feel that, you know, what they feel. Not me. Like, because I'm only getting guided to what, what the universe wants me to do. So I just ask for the guidance when I wake up. Guide me to what you think yeah. that I need. And then sometimes I end up in this section. I'm like, okay, uh, what did I need here? And then I, I look at the subjects and then there's sometimes where I would be depressed and then it would take me straight to the depression side and workbooks and shit. Huh. I'm like, Because one of my best friends just passed away. Yeah. So he passed away in February, one of my best friends. I'm sorry to hear and that. It, it affected me more because it was a long time before somebody that I really cared about died in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Not COVID, not, but I'm like really like passed away in a fucking horrible accident. So that's also when I knew that, hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurt. Yeah. So yeah. try to help and try to make smile. And even if I just make one person smile, I'm just like, shit, for that moment. They forgot it. about what the fuck they were going on for that just split moment. Yeah, you never know how you're going to impact somebody in a positive way. Thank you to everyone who joined us this week. I am Ricky Mota, and I'm joined by the beautiful Natalie Mota. And we're live from Rose City Sound Studio in the beautiful Inland Empire. Shout out to Big Brother Jake for all of the love and support. Today's episode was produced by the infamous Juice Box Bartley. We are on this frequency. Make sure to share us, like us. We drop a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Make sure if you have any questions, you got topics you want to talk about, hit us up, email us on this frequency at gmail.com. Support the movement, drop it like it's hot. See you later, y'all. Shit ball. Swallow me whole, gotta be my witness. Deprive me out of my dreams, but I'm relentless. I want the money, ain't never want attention. So I don't pay attention to comments and all the mentions. Cause they ain't see my vision. I was washing dishes till my rats turn into riches. Glad when it was Christmas. We ain't even barely in presence, but we was gifted. In a school of failure, we present perfect attendance. Welfare, baby, we working with what they give us. Made me some comments, judge still gave me a sense. No period, city girls looking scared. When it's really real when your bank account 20 million your house